After dismantling Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, the Panthers come home to a top 25 matchup against a name brand opponent on national television. Will the Panthers rise to the occasion and exercise the demons of disappointing home losses? Or will the headline Sunday morning read those three words nobody wants to hear? Same old pit. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We were knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina. It's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to pit. Hell to pit. This is the week of October 23rd, 2021, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. The Panthers are ranked number 23 and favored against the second best program of the last decade in the biggest Heinz Field College football game in history. Is Pitt about to ascend to a new room with a new view atop the ACC, Vince, or will it all just be another letdown? That's what we got to talk about today. But either way, Vince, we got a big-ass game to talk about, and it feels so good. Force a pit. Hail to pit this week. Coming to you from Italy, man, and I'm ready for it all the way here in Europe. Oh, my goodness, Alan. It, you know, you've always told me you can't just get hyped. You got to stay hyped. And I'll tell you, I have just been at a, a very high level, probably a 10 level, Alan, since that game ended on Saturday against Virginia Tech. I am ready for this one. Cannot wait to get down to the stadium Saturday. It is going to be a happening here in Pittsburgh. I know I'm upset I'm not in town for it, but I'm happy to hear there's so many great Pitt alum that are returning this weekend just to go to the game and support and you know I also want to welcome back a lot of the listeners who left us after the Western Michigan loss because <laughs> you know they're back this week baby yeah this is a, a rare opportunity uh, for Pitt to really do something and really to take a big step forward and overachieve if they could get it done this week everything is really all in front of them and it all sets up this Saturday. And and the matchup, uh, you know, when you got Kenny Pickett, maybe it's favorable for Pitt. Great defense against a great quarterback. What a great college football game coming to you on not ESPN2, Vince, on ESPN, the big one, yep. the main <laughs> station, a high-level cable channel. Yep, yep. This is, this is uh, in a basic cable package. You'll be able to get this one. Uh, just an absolute huge game, not, not uh, a prime spot, 3.30 in the afternoon. Everybody's going to be watching this game around the country. This is the premier game uh, uh, around the country as far as I'm concerned. I mean, how could it not be? It is a, an amazing, amazing matchup for the ACC. And if you're a Pitt fan, damn it. How, how do we not get game day this week, Vince? How's it not there? That's what I, I want to I, Well, I think it's because Clemson just not doing as good. Alan, uh, to be honest with you, and apparently this this Chip Kelly matchup uh, against his former team at the Rose Bowl has, has garnered more enthusiasm. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, uh, you know what? Kenny Pickett flying under the radar 
and maybe all the way to that Heisman. After he beats Clemson, maybe we'll get game day in town. But we do have this show covering it, and that's all that matters. At H2P Show on Twitter is where you can hit us up on social media. Email hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all the feedback in those places. Or if you're on Panther Lair or Reddit, we're there too. Hail to Pit Podcast. We appreciate you interacting with us. And we appreciate our sponsor, Pretty Easy Podcasts. They help us put the show together. They can help you put your own show together. And all you have to do is go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up, go to the contact section, get some information, tell them about the show you want to do, and they'll help you. They'll give you a producer to work hand-in-hand with you at an actual affordable rate. Whether you're one person, whether you're doing it for your business, it doesn't matter. They help all sorts of folks get their podcast out there and make sure it sounds great and also it's affordable for your needs at prettyeasypodcast.com and it also doesn't matter what kind of equipment you're working with they're going to advise you they can help you find something that suits your budget and no matter where you are you could do a show i'm in italy right now vince doing a damn podcast with a loud ass piazza in my background you can't hear all these italians yelling at each other and fiat's crashing into the sidewalk and people eating their gelato well you can't hear any of it because pretty easy podcast makes us sound great Yep, yep. All you got to do is just worry about talking, and they take care of the rest. I, I must say, they do make podcasting uh, pretty easy. They sure do. But I will say, the game last weekend was was that as well. It felt pretty easy for Pitt against Virginia Tech, didn't it? Twenty eight to seven, not fifty points on the board, but still a an actual thrashing of the Hokies. In their own stadium, it it wasn't as bad as Pitt whooping on that team at home a few years ago, Vince. But I don't recall them just looking like just such a superior team in Blacksburg like that. That was very impressive. Yeah, yeah, they were they were just ragdolling them, uh, specifically in the second half. Um, you know, it 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 felt like Pitt could have ran up the score or could have scored more if they really wanted to. Uh, but whenever you're you're in the fourth quarter and you're putting together an 11 and a half minute drive, <laughs> uh, you're just taking the life out of the game. You're not necessarily looking to score. You're just yeah. looking to end this ball game and get out of town. And and that's what they did, uh, Alan, which I thought was you know very impressive. Uh, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about all that uh, in that game plan because I would have liked to seen a little bit more points scored. Uh, you know, they, they relied on the running game a little bit more, and, it, and they did run the ball well. Uh, Israel Bonaconda, we're going to get to him in a second. Uh, they relied on that a little bit more. Uh, a lot of people talking about high winds maybe have affected uh, the passing game, so they didn't go downfield as much. Uh, maybe <laughs> Virginia – it definitely affected Burmeister. <laughs> yeah. for sure. He, looked, he had what was he like three for 92? Like he could not complete a pass. Uh, it, it was interesting because, you know, uh, particularly on Pitt's first scoring drive, you know, Pitt, Pickett was really throwing the ball well. Uh, so I, at that point, I didn't think the wind was really that much of a factor. But then, you know, throughout most of the first half, they didn't really do too much of that. And then all of a sudden they started picking it up, and then they scored two two quick touchdowns there to end the first half. Uh, so, Alan, I, I I just want to get your thoughts on on the game plan. Were, were you happy with what they did? Do you think they should have been a little bit more aggressive? I know they ended up winning the game pretty easily, but but were you satisfied with that? 
Absolutely. So what what I my inner Jim Harbaugh, of course, wanted the 50 point mark to, to be hit or at least the average to be maintained. And I wanted to see points. But when you think about what Pitt did here and if, if it is a, if it's one, one of two things, it, it had to be it was either the, the, the weather, the climate uh, dictated that they just pounded the ball more in the second half and ate up clock and left less room for error that way. Or the fact that uh, you know, they, that was the game plan because Virginia Tech was susceptible to just being pounded and b- bullied uh, from the Pitt offensive side, at least. Either way you look at it, that's great on Pitt. They were either a, really able to adapt to uh, a different situation because of the the wind or whatever you want to say was affecting the passing game or the fact that they were able to game plan in a different style to fit what the opponent was giving them. And I'm just so happy also that those referees didn't call all the pass interferences they could have on Pitt. It could have been closer, Vince. So also I think we have to factor in the the referees. They, they didn't show no love to Virginia Tech. There were some balls in there that I definitely could see be call, being called P.I. against the team. But in this case, for whatever reason, they let them play. Maybe it was like a – Big East basketball refereeing mentality because I thought a lot of the balls in the air maybe weren't pass interference, but it felt like it could have been called against the Pitt DBs. That's also another factor, I think, in terms of the inaccuracy of Virginia Tech's offense and the lopsided score. Uh, some of them certainly could have been. Uh, not not as many as the announcers, I think, you know, would have led you to believe. And, and I will say Virginia Tech did draw some penalties. Uh, in that game, it's not like none were called at no, all. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of them yeah. were were kind of whenever the game was Later. out of reach. Yeah, um, yeah. But the the announcers were begging for it for Virginia Tech because I watched it on mute. I didn't have have announcers in this game. My mother in law re- uh, did not allow me to turn it up on ESPN two. She said she said I can't believe you're watching a game on ESPN two. That's so below me. And so she made me mute the game. The, the announcers were calling for it. Uh, they, yeah, they were, they were uh, on that interception, um, where, where the receiver fell down. Yeah. They were, they were flabbergasted that there was no penalty called, but then, <laughs> you know, whenever there was, they showed the replay and they're like, Oh, maybe he slipped. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean? It, you know, it was, uh, that, that, that was getting a little annoying, but, um, it, it all in all though, I will say that uh, if you're going to nitpick a couple things wrong in this game, uh, there were too many penalties uh, for my liking. Uh, and maybe that's, you know, off of a buy. Maybe that's something to do with that. And also uh, too many dropped passes, Alan. Uh, there were some dropped passes in that first half that were uh, could have extended some drives. And we know Absolutely. from last year that that was a, a big problem. And this coming week, we cannot have those drop passes. We cannot have those penalties. Uh, Everything that we get against that defense this week, we're going to have to earn it. We can't help them out. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, but Tazier Mack, three catches for six yards is not going to cut it. Um, Jared Wayne uh, had a pretty big game, uh, but he's not going to be able to do that to Clemson defensive backs, big, slow Jared Wade. I mean, he looked like a man among boys against Virginia tech for some reason. And, you know, he's a quality, I think possession type 
receiver. Mm-hmm. He he puts his body in the right spots. But this guy was running. He was juking guys and outrunning guys. And we were joking about seeing watching Jared Rain, Wayne run with the ball a couple weeks ago. And he, he actually went out there and he ran all over Virginia Tech. I don't think that's going to happen against Clemson. Some of the things we saw against Virginia Tech, I feel, just won't work against the defense they're playing this week. But against that opponent at that time, they did what needed to be done. But, yeah, there are definitely things you could see from that game that need to be cleaned up. Um, One thing I think that also worries me is the fact that Pitt did – they played great against those deep balls. Uh, Trey Turner, I think, had one for almost 50 yards. But other than that, uh, Pitt kept the the big plays to a minimum. But how much of that was – uh, wind or how much of it was uh, the refereeing on that particular day. Hopefully there's not overconfidence for those defensive backs and they come prepared to not just uh, do what they were doing against that Virginia Tech team. It just There's something about this game that, that I feel like they they it could have been closer, but the opponent didn't come ready and there were just some there was some circumstances that made this a little lopsided and that's what of course might people have people thinking that's a mirage pit being favored against the Clemson Tigers of all teams this weekend. Well, well, one thing I think should be pointed out is, is you know, Burmeister did complete some passes that could have went for long gains, but uh, it, Pitt's, uh, you know, linebackers and secondary did an excellent job of tackling in this game. Uh, something that's been an issue uh, the past couple yeah. uh, that we've complained about. The tackling was much sharper. In, in this game, and that really, I think, contributed to this uh, good defensive performance. Absolutely. And so, of course, so did Haba Baldonado. Habakkuk Baldonado uh, didn't get to the five sacks I predicted for this game, Vince, but he <laughs> did lead the t- he he did lead the team in a in well he had one of th- three guys with a sack, but also most tackles for loss in this game. He looked great. Uh, defensive line was tearing it up. It was getting chippy. Uh, yeah, you saw Cansey out there was was uh, John at the Virginia Tech offensive lineman getting in their heads, and uh, Pitt really won this thing up front too, and that's why it's going to be fascinating to see how prepared they come on th- in that side of the ball in that area of the field this week. It is a whole different ball game, but the Hokies I think were a decent test, especially in that atmosphere. You cannot, I mean the the, the Metallica playing before the game, the atmosphere of that game. Pitt just went at there, went in there and shut it all down, and just squeezed clock at the end. You have to love seeing that, no matter who you're playing. That was beautiful. And yet, uh, Izzy Abanaconda, I wouldn't say it's his, it was his coming out, but like we saw real glimpses of this guy could be just super reliable and your guy to to just keep yeah. back there for you know more than a couple downs. He he showed you know why he he's the style bender in this game. I I, I think you know he you know just big, strong, fast. I mean he looked like uh, just a, a guy who could be an elite player. Um, yeah, one of the I think one of the best running backs we, we've had in a long time. That that's the the kind of ability he was showing. I mean, guys did it, it looked like they didn't even want to try to tackle him in that fourth quarter. Uh, during that long drive. Uh, Just very impressed with this guy. And we are going to need it uh, this Saturday. That that running game is going to have to be there. Uh, And I think he's shown 
that he he's ready to step up against any athlete and, and show how good he is. I, definitely, yeah. I think he has the ability. Now it all comes down to the offensive line, not him. I think you, you know, running back is a tough position to play if you're not getting that push. If you've got guys c- committing penalties and you have long down and distance, but if they play like they did in that fourth quarter uh, up front and. Oh, man, it could be something special. It could make Kenny Pickett look even better than he has looked. Uh, And, you know, the funny thing about this game, too, with everything that went right for Pitt, no touchdown for Jordan Addison. So uh, the Heisman uh, hope is obviously over for him, and now it's transferred to Kenny Pickett in full. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess that's one thing uh, that you could say. Although, I mean, with with a huge game against Clemson, he could get right back in it. Absolutely. I mean, the... It only takes one game. You have a six touchdown game against Clemson, Jordan Addison. You're right back in it. So let's let's hope let's hope for the best for him. Uh, but the the Virginia Tech game went about as expected. Maybe less points scored than hoped. But Pitt went out there, showed they're the better team. Uh, really has to have their stuff together since that Western Michigan game. Really, really awesome to see them win there. But this is it. This is the moment. Clemson, the best team in the ACC for the last decade, the best team in college football besides Alabama for the last 10 years. I mean, this program is either facing a crisis, just having an off year. I don't know what, but they're four and two. Pitt is going into a perfect scenario in terms of a chance to really steal the, the conference and Make a huge splash for Pat Narduzzi in the program. Imagine the things that could happen for Pitt if they just win this game. It's That's how important a regular season game against a team like Clemson can be. Yeah, I, I liked what Coach Narduzzi said uh, this week where he said that, it, in his opinion, Clemson is still the best team in the conference. They're still the champs. And, and and as you know that you know to be the man, you got to beat the man. So we got to find out who the man is this Saturday. Uh, Pitt's got to go out there and they got to knock him out in order to become the best team in the conference this year. They ha- Clemson's not having the year they wanted. Yeah, they're not as good as they have been, but there's still a whole lot of talented football players on, on that team. They got a really good coaching staff. Uh, you know, just because they've lost two games, two close games, that doesn't mean anybody could take them lightly. And I don't think that really reflects too negatively on how good a team they are. This is still a very strong team. Absolutely. I mean, a big, strong quarterback in DJ. Here we go. You a Galile? Did I do it wrong? I don't think that's right. Nah, I don't know. I can't, I just go by how it's spelled. It's really difficult. D- DJU is what I've seen people calling him on. Uh, I mean, that's so- social media platforms, which is a great See, name. <laughs> it is, but the thing is, he's not. He's not good enough to have a cool name like that. I, well, but he is a sponsor for what is it, Dr Pepper or Bojangles or one he's of got those a doctor, two? Wh- wh- yeah, which he is, is serious. He's got a yeah. He's got a Dr Pepper endorsement right now which is insane to think that the, i mean obviously he plays for clemson and he's you know was highly recruited but kenny pickett if he if he is the dr pepper kenny pickett should be the face of budweiser and coke right now if, if dj has dr pepper right 
at least I see light, you'd think. I, I, yeah, I would give I see light to Gabe Hoy. That's who I would have sponsor for I see light if you're do, talking about NIL for players in this game. But there are no players on the Clemson offense that strike fear into your heart like a tre, uh, Trevor Lawrence or an Etienne. Uh, you know, th- this is. This is a, a, a new team, a new offense, a defense that's obviously going to be ridiculously tough to score on for Pitt, uh, even with how good they've been. But offensively, Clemson, I don't think poses too much of a threat that Pitt can't handle as long as they don't play stupid with the t- missed tackles and penalties with the ball in the air. Yeah, yeah well, that's, I think, going to be a big thing, in, in my opinion, because if you look at Clemson's uh roster you look you look at what they have at wide receiver they got a lot of tall guys they got fast guys uh you know just strong uh guys that you know our cornerbacks are they're you know if they're if they're put on an island uh pit island if, if you watch the game this past week <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh you know that you know that high risk high reward defense you know there will be opportunities there they and Clemson will take those shots. I promise you that. Uh, will DJ be able to get the ball to him? I mean, that remains to be seen. Uh, but there will be opportunities. This is, you know, the past several weeks, Pitt has played these types of quarterbacks where, you know, uh, you know, much like that Tennessee game, you know, a, a good athlete, a strong arm can push the ball down the field. Can he be accurate enough? That's what we're going to find out. I, I, this is an offense. That yeah, we we it seems like we've been saying it almost every week. You know that Pitt traditionally their defense matches up well against this kind of offense. Uh, a quarterback that you know it not not taking anything away from his ability, but just not as accurate. Force him to make those tough throws. See if he could do it. The receivers there will probably be guys that get open. I, I think there will be, but can he hit him? That's what we got to find out. Yeah, I think Justin Ross, the receiver for the for Clemson, who had a you know a, an injury scare or a, a health scare and yeah, was off for a season, is back. Yeah. Is there is the best player Pitt seen uh, on offensively all year? He is legit, uh, and you know he's a threat, and that's going to obviously be a a focal point for the Pitt defense. And not to mention their other receiver, Joseph Nada, is a is a pretty big play type receiver too, uh, and, and you know he could get down the field. They can. And they have, they have a giant of a quarterback who could throw the ball a million uh, yards downfield, too. So that is going to be the play to watch. The deep ball for Pitt. Uh, and then the pressures uh, the pressures on, on first down are also key. I think Pitt getting up in DJ's face uh, if they're thrown on first and really shutting down the run to force them to try to go long when Pitt knows they're going to go long. That's what you want. You want to f- have Clemson throwing those deep balls when you know they're going to throw the yeah, deep ball. Yeah, so yeah, you're prepared. You- if they're able to play action without pressure, if they're able to have clean pockets and throw the ball like that with a one-on-one coverage, which Pitt will give them, it could be tough for Pitt to just be have a clean sheet like they did against Virginia Tech. It can still win the game, but it's going to be very close if you're going to be letting them have those those throws to even attempt throughout the game. Yeah, I like what you said there. You know, if you know that they're throwing it, uh, it's much, and you know they're going deep, it's much easier to stop. One thing that's been a big criticism uh, of Clemson this year, uh, their offensive line. Uh, you know, they've had some injuries on, on that unit, 
Uh, they just haven't been nearly as strong as what they've been in, in recent years. That's one of the reasons why they're struggling this year. Um, so, you know, Pitt's got to be able to to beat these guys and get to the quarterback. That That's what's going to be. Uh, they got to win those one-on-one matchups. They got to be able to get to DJ and they got to be able to bring them down whenever they get there. You know, this is a, 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 a tall drink of water, this kid. Uh, he's big, he's strong, he's hard to bring down. Uh, Alan, I was listening to an interview with Haba today and he said that he likes these big quarterbacks. He said there's a lot to grab onto. He said he'll be, he'll, he said he thinks it's easier to bring these guys down. We'll find out. Uh, they they got to be able to bring him down there because he does. He can make some big plays uh, in the running game. You know, if we miss a few tackles, that's going to be critical. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, that, that's going to be what I'm watching, is, especially because I'm here in Italy. I'm watching Haba. I was just at, I was at a bar tonight and ta- talking about the uh, pit. Clemson game with an American who had no idea Pitt was ranked now. Uh, and <laughs> I, he said, well, you know, they have a player from Rome. I said, yeah, Habba Baldonado. He said, oh, you know who he is. I said, yeah, I'm a Pitt fan. I know Habba. He said, we love him. We love him. We can't <laughs> wait till he comes home. And I was like, I don't think he's ever coming home. I think if he keeps playing the way he plays, he might end up staying in the States and playing football for good. And, oh, man, he has a big opportunity uh, to take down a big quarterback like that, too. This is That's what's great about this game is not only is it your season and an ACC championship on the line, but individually, all the opportunities up and down the field for some of the players on the pit side. I mean, it's this is what it's all about. How many scouts in the NFL are going to look at that Clemson game tape if you're a pit defensive yeah. lineman or you're, or you're Kenny Pickett or, you, you know, you're a – you're you're on the pit offensive line. This is this is your moment. So it's more than just winning the game. It's really being effective at your position and executing, coming prepared. I only I don't worry about it for anybody, but these DBs, man, it is the toughest job out there. What what kind of short term memory can they have? Because they are so. I have to imagine Eric Callett, all these guys. They're so confident coming out of that Virginia Tech game. But in that world, as a defensive back, the great game you just had can turn into a nightmare the next. That's the thing. I'm going to be honest. That's what worries me the most. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this Clemson offense, they have not scored a ton of points. Uh, they've only scored over 20 against an FBS team one time uh, this year. And they, it took them two overtimes to do it. Uh, so... Uh, are they going to be able to get right this Clemson offense in, in, you know, uh, if you watch the game last week against Syracuse, they didn't look great. Are they going to be able to get right in one week? Are they going to finally be able to turn that switch on? Uh, they're going to have opportunities to, <laughs> there's going to be guys there. Uh, but so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm agreeing with you, Alan. I, th- I think defensively uh, these defensive backs for Pitt, that's going to be the key to this game, stopping those big plays. Absolutely. That's what we'll be watching. And, uh, of course, we will be well from Italy watching Haba do his thing. But all up and down the field defensively, Pitt uh, ha- has a job in front of him. I think they can execute. The Pitt offense, 50 points scoring on Clemson. That will be very difficult. Uh, Clemson's yeah. defense <laughs> is still very good. Yeah, yeah, they've only given up uh, twenty points once, uh, and and again that was that same double overtime uh, game. Uh, you know, Georgia 
uh, you know, who has just been running over everybody, you know, mostly with defense, but, you know, believe it or not, their offense is scoring, you know, at, at a sufficient rate. Uh, they only gave up three points on defense to Georgia uh, in a loss. Uh, there are still a ton of talent on this team. They, now they are missing guys uh, up the center. They're uh, up the middle. They're defensive tackles, uh, uh, you know, out for the season. Uh, so they're a little bit banged up there. But, you know, uh, Booth, the cornerback, uh, they got excellent defensive ends. You know, uh, Skalski, the middle linebacker, uh, who brings a ton of experience. You know, they still have a lot of stars on this defense, and they're playing at an extremely high level, and they have to. There's so much pressure on these guys uh, not to give up a lot of points because they know their offense can't, can't, uh, can't get there. Oh yeah, they, they're 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 gonna come ready for this game also because they know the hype behind Kenny Pickett. Even even though it's it's under the radar most places in the ACC and in the circles, uh, Clemson uh, is riding in. Kenny Pickett is a name that perks up guys like Brian Breezy's ears. I mean, the other defensive linemen they're they're gonna be coming after Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett running around uh, for gains in this game, I think, is going to be tough to come by. Hopefully, he could get rid of the ball quicker than usual in this one. But I don't know. With the way Kenny plays, that's what also something to watch. Does Kenny adjust against Clemson? Knowing what he's facing, does he just quickly take what he's given, or does he try to make something out of nothing early on in this one? Well, I, I think it it it's going to be interesting to see. Can these receivers get open? against these guys uh you know i i mean yeah they were, we're talking about some elite athletes uh, on the clemson side yeah they're uh, elite can, but can they cover wayne can well, they cover that el- that elite twitch well, well yeah you're right you're right about that i mean it, you know he, he's a good route runner you know you want to talk about a receiver that maybe most improved this year it might be him uh he, he's really been playing excellent uh had a huge game uh against virginia tech uh i i you know, I think to me, uh, these tight ends, I think they're going to be uh, the the key to this to this uh, o- um, this uh, offense here. I look at the uh, the the safeties for Clemson. I look at at Skalski, the middle linebacker. I don't think these guys are excellent in coverage. And I think if you can get a tight end matched up on them, Kroll and Bartholomew, who are playing really well, I think those are the guys I think that could, could really get some big gainers here. All the attention on Addison and Wayne and Mac, I think it's going to be those tight ends that are going to be making a big difference. Uh, if Kenny gets time to get them the ball, Alan, I think that's going to be, you know, uh, this offensive line is playing extremely well, uh, but they haven't gone up against some pass rushers like they're going to see on Saturday. Yeah, it's 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 going to be also a real interesting uh, test for those Clemson linebackers. Like you said, yes, Skalski and company, those guys are going to be tested in a way that if they're going to go to the NFL that they would be. Can you cover a tight end? Can, can Kroll, Bartholomew even, get out there and be uh, dangerous and worry those linebackers enough? Open things up too, maybe. Uh, for for the Jordan Addison and the receivers, uh, that's what's awesome about Pitt is they do they present an NFL type of offense that's that's attacking you from multiple places, not just one threat on the field for the Pitt Panthers offensively. Maybe not 
across the board, all sorts of all conference talent, but just guys who have been consistent, except for last week, a couple of drops. Taysier Mack, we're looking at you. Pitt has been super consistent, and that's what makes them dangerous. Staying consistent in this sort of moment is what it's all about, though, for those receivers and tight ends. Pitt coming into this one, I cannot believe it, favored Vince. Uh, we're going to break down uh, the uh, the 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 matchup uh, scoring wise a little bit later, but it just still shocks me to just look at. I'm looking at. I, I had to go to multiple books to make sure it was real. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly talk about this in detail later. But you know, on those look ahead lines, uh, you know, before this game, uh, before last week's game, you know, uh, Clemson against Syracuse and Pitt against Virginia Tech, Clemson was actually favored by three and a half on a look ahead line in this game. So, um, yeah, some, some big swings based on last week's results. We'll, we'll have to talk about that, see what that means. Can you bet futures on who's going to be favored by a certain book at kickoff? Cause imagine if you would have bet, preseason with uh with the with like Caesars or someone that Pitt would be favored against Clemson you would have got you would have you would have been living for free at least for a year <laughs> yeah it, it is quite amazing all right let's take it from this intellectual conversation about the game and and take it up a notch to where all the conversation where conversation really matters and that is in the digital space, Vince, let's hit up the Pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Okay, taking it to Panther Lair for some insight here, Vince. I think there's only one here on my ledger, at least from the Pitternet this week. And it's a really now we got detailed- two here. <laughs> oh, we have two? Okay, I, I see one from Carolina Panther. Yeah. On yeah. on on Panther Lair, who's a Pitt fan living in Greenville, South Carolina, who's got a real so this is insight. This is from the other side. This is gonna help maybe help Narduzzi game plan. Carolina Panther says Dabo and Venable said that they have beat Pitt convincingly the last two meetings and think their defense will equalize our offense and our defense will get exposed with their big backs and receivers. That is their plan. Venables did say that this year we gathered a five to six we've gathered a five to six skill players from the portal. I hope to see more Izzy and less Davis. I think Clemson will try our standard first possession bubble screen. We will see a lot of 50-50 jump balls. It will come down to O-line. Their backs are very big and we need to get off the field. Don't believe their offense is broken. Their O-line is new and suspect, but they are physical. And that's a lot of insight there, Vince. Watch the bubble screen I took from that most yeah, of all, which, which we know Clemson loves. Yeah, which uh, we do we do run that, it seems like, on our first possession every week. Um, so, uh, so there might be something there. Do you really believe Dabo and Venables came out and said that, that, uh, because they, they beat Pitt convincingly the past two, two meetings, Definitely. that this is going to be an easy win. Do you think they came yeah, out and that, said that? Yeah, that's an, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's how coaches talk. They say stuff that's easily bulletin board material like that. I'm, 
I told, especially I read it on Panther Lear, so it's definitely something they said. They said this will be easy. We're going to expose them with our big guys. And uh, DJ's just been waiting in the wings. He just really wanted to win this game. He didn't care about those other games. <laughs> now, which is amazing to think about. Uh, yes, uh, Clemson has dominated Pitt the past two times they played. Uh, that a- ACC championship game uh, when Pitt, uh, I think only th- Kenny Pickett only threw for what, like eight yards that whole game or something like that. Uh, just running straight. Uh, was the only play we had. I mean, it's just amazing how far this team has come offensively uh, since that time. Uh, just amazing. Um, but th- this is uh, <laughs> this this is great stuff. I I, I hope it's true. Also, Clemson's going <laughs> to run the bubble screen a lot too. So Pitt asked that. that's good insight too. Clemson's going to run the bubble screen, so they love that. So uh, Pitt's. Also, that they're going to try to set up a lot of that deep ball stuff too. But we have to mention that, and it's this is going to be gamesmanship. Maybe there has been trash talk. Maybe the Narduzzi and Dabo is the next great coaching rivalry in college football. No one's talking about. It could be. It could be. I hope it is. BD Rex on TigerNet.com. Now this is true enemy territory. We're going going on in the Pitternet. BD Rex said. We're gonna give the Yankee give Yankees the fits when Tigers bring grown grown feller hits. <laughs> that stuff, their attack. Keep talking that smack. We'll grind you up finer than grits. Hello, Mister Pickett. This is your proctologist's office calling to remind you of your appointment with Doctor Xavier Thomas this Saturday at three thirty. We look forward to seeing you. How about that? Do you think Kenny Pickett's been to a proctologist? I mean, he's he's an old college student, but he's not that old. No, I, I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> Dr. Xavier Thomas, he, that is somebody that Pitt is going to have to figure out how to block. Uh, Gabe Hoy may have his, uh, have his hands full there. ACC Player of the Week again. Here we go. Or Lineman of the Week. Gabe Hoy. Maybe. I'm rooting for it. God help us. All right. That's the Pinternet giving us insight, giving us some clever Southern rhymes. I like my grits not so fine, but I do like them with a, a little bit of honey. Maybe Pitt can make it sweet for everybody in town this weekend, Vince. I'm not there, but I've been walking around the piazzas. I walked by some of this this living museum known as Roma, saying Forza Pit, hail to Pit. And uh, no one really turned their head. They had no idea what I was talking about. But you, you're in town, and they're talking about pit football. Yeah, yeah there are, Alan. Uh, there, there is a, a a buzz going on. You know, people waiting on hold at the pit ticket ticket office on the phone for 45 minutes trying to get extra tickets to this game. Uh, there, there are a lot of people talking about it, a lot of curious people. Uh, you know, maybe people that haven't seen pit. Uh, that that much this year, but they know they're playing a big dog and they're putting up a lot of points and, and nothing more gets people excited than something like that. Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing trying to find out what the answers are saying. Dude, you see Pitt got up on ESPN2 last week. Oh yeah, they're like top 25 in the country now, dude. I think they're on Channel 4 this week even. Yeah, you see, that's how you know they're legit good in that. You got Sally Wiggin covering you. You got it going on. Hell to pit. What the answers are saying.
So that's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, everybody, this game is on ESPN, not yeah. not Channel Four this week, uh, or your yeah, local just, ABC yeah. Chan- like, yeah. Channel ESPN, Big ESPN. Yeah, ESPN and ESPN HD. That's what it's going to be on. But if you're in Pittsburgh, you got to get down to the stadium. Uh, you got to fill that thing up for this big game. This team deserves a nice crowd to come out there, get fired up. This is what it's going to be all about. I cannot wait for this one. But, Alan, there, there are some other games I want to talk to you about around the country. Oh, college football. Don't you dare just be giving me Pitt and Clemson, even though it's all I care about. You got to give me a coach playing his old team, a coach in his first game on his farewell tour. Oh, we got it all this weekend, Vince. I can't wait for it all. This is going to be so good to watch. I mean, college football starting. I, what, so what, I get my first game at 6 p.m. here in Italy. What a crazy night I'm in for. A long night. <laughs> first game at 6 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, first game here, Army plus three at Wake Forest here. Wake Forest, uh, the only undefeated ACC team here. A short line, Alan. Do you think they're going to get it done and keep that alive for the conference? I mean, you, you're you the Army expert, and you really <laughs> follow them closely, unlike, unlike me. I see them once every now and then. Uh, so I'm going to stick with the ACC team that everyone's talking about that's uh, pits equal or, or you know, just below them. I'll take uh, Wake Forest for the victory and the cover. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to lean the same way. This Army team is tough, uh, although they did lose last week to Wisconsin in just an ugly game. Um, but, but, you know, so they're, I mean, they're going to have some opportunities to score some more points against Wake Forest this week, but Sam Hartman, uh, at quarterback QB one, uh, him and that, that big receiver, I think he's number nine. Uh, they are just lighting it up. I'm telling you, uh, they're impressive. I don't think enough people are giving uh, enough credit to this, this Wake Forest team, although army is going to be tough. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but, but I am going to go with the demon Deacons. Yeah, they're, they're averaging about, what, 40, not 50 like Pitt, but still, Wake Forest is doing all right. They're they're ranked ahead of, of Pitt, though, right? They're at 19? Uh, I think it's 16, actually. Oh, man, they bumped up, yeah. Sam Hartman, though, good-looking quarterback. Um, I, I just love that uh, up and down the ACC, there's players to like this year, even though the conference maybe isn't giving, oh well, at least the national media, the juice when it comes to a college football uh, playoff team, uh, Pitt right now is the best chance, according to all the analytics, for the ACC to get in the playoffs, which I don't know what that says. All it knows it gets me excited. Wake Forest, though, is a threat, and I look forward to them uh, hopefully maintaining that quality throughout the season to you know give the ACC some juice toward, towards the end here as we near December. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's... You know, I I get a little upset whenever I hear these uh, these so called experts on television talking about uh, you know who can make the college football playoff, and you know they said you know the ACC they're done, they don't have anybody. Uh, excuse me. Well, well Wake <laughs> Forest is still undefeated, and you know if they finish you know, the season undefeated and they win the ACC championship game, which I hope they don't. I hope Pitt beats them in the ACC championship game or whoever's there. But but if they do, 
if Wake Forest is undefeated at 13-0, and they're making the college football playoff. And they're going to make a lot of people look stupid for saying that they were out of it. And they're really going to be the greatest uh, reason why we moved to eight teams in the college football playoff, too, <laughs> because they're not going to want a team like Wake Forest taking up a precious spot when there's only four of them. Um, for Pitt, for that matter, too, probably. Um, cash and tickets both on the cover for this one, Vince, if you're talking about a three-point spread. So I'm mm-hmm. really liking the, the, the numbers behind Wake Forest against Army, um, who I hope loses the rest of the season. Go Navy. Yep. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, college game day going to Pasadena, UCLA at the Rose Bowl, uh, one and a half point favorite against Oregon. Uh, Chip Kelly getting a, sh- a crack at his old team. Uh, Alan, we got a mutual friend that may be at game day uh, wa- watching watching this one. Uh, I know he's really excited for it. I'm hyped for it too. I, w- I wish this game was not at, uh, at the same time as a pick game. I really want to watch this one. I'm excited to see what the Bruins could do. Uh, Oregon, you know, their playoff chances on life support here. Uh, see if they they could uh, get, get a small upset. Yeah, th- this is uh, this is interesting. I mean, there's a lot of this is the moment UCLA has been waiting for. A lot of hype behind them. Uh, this is Chip Kelly's year. All of his players are there. Uh, you know, he's got a, got the quarterback and Dorian Thompson Robins Thompson Robinson. That's you know a playmaker and. Uh, totally up to, up to the standard that you need for a Chip Kelly offense to succeed. But let's not forget that Oregon is quality. Oregon is coming in here with maybe the best player in college football and in uh, Thibodeau, who's not hurt for this one, I believe. Right, Vince? Fully healthy, uh, yep, yep. ready to go. Just had a big write-up on him on ESPN2 uh, talking about how he wants to open up schools and do more than just be a great football player, and he's going to be really a moneymaker in the NFL with the personality and the philanthropy and the right head, a great American football player, a great American story. It's Caleb Von Thibodeau. This game's all about making stars for ESPN, I think. This is a big one. They're they're really – pushing the players and the, they're putting everything behind this one. I think Oregon's going to go out there and destroy UCLA because they just have the better players on their side. Even though UCLA has been built up a little bit, Chip Kelly's doing his thing. The talent is still in Eugene. I'm actually going to go the other side. I'm going with the Bruins in this game at home. Uh, I, I think this is uh, you know, this is a game that UCLA's had circled uh, for, for a while. Um, and I think that they're going to be able to get it done. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Bruins are you crazy? Came on <laughs> Thibodeau going home to LA. This team already beat Ohio State without him. This is this is a no-brainer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they uh, Oregon they struggled uh, to beat Cal last week. Uh, a Cal team that's not very good. Uh, I I don't know. It, it just seems like. You know, they, they had were looking that, ahead. They had they had that one. They were looking ahead. They may have been. Uh, yeah, they had that one huge game against Ohio State. Uh, but then, yeah, you know, since then, I don't know. Just haven't been as impressed. Uh, I'm not saying UCLA is perfect either, but uh, but I think they'll get it done. Well, that's definitely a game I'm upset being played while we get down with Clemson. But uh, watch it if you're watching two games at once. Definitely have that on your split screen with Pitt and watch Kayvon Thibodeau because I think he's gonna do something special. Going back home to L.A., that guy could be the future face of the NFL. Even 
if all plays out according to plan with the talent he has. So I'm definitely excited for it to see what he does on that big stage. Yeah, yeah, it, that that it's certainly something to see. I mean, you know, he, you know, it seems like people have forgotten about him a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to show out on Saturday. Uh, Alan, uh, this next game, I don't even necessarily think we need to talk about the game itself, but I just want to talk about LSU, Ole Miss. Uh, the Cocho is is uh, you know done at the end of the year. I know you've covered this team for quite a while. I want to hear what you've heard. Uh, from Baton Rouge, and then I also want to talk to you about corn dogs. Yeah, so I, I don't, I'm not going to talk too much about corn dogs because I don't want to offend anybody. I know it's a sensitive <laughs> subject down there. I'll say that the beginning of the Coach O farewell tour, it's bittersweet. It's so exciting to see him go out in a in just a big pile of cash that he deserves. <laughs> I'm very happy for that. But also, what I'm hearing is nothing about what's happening at LSU next. But I'm hearing the rumors down there are. Oh, he's he's leaving. He's going to coach the Raiders. Could you imagine? No way. No. Ed Orgeron coached the Raiders. It took over John the slop that John Gruden left. That is that is not happening. (laughs) If I would ever consider leaving, just even giving any sort of allegiance I have for the Steelers over to another team. Ever, I would, I would, I wouldn't do it. But I, for one second, would just imagine myself as a Raider fan if Ed Orgeron was the coach, because they will have a lot of fun. But it's not going to happen. Uh, he's coaching LSU for the rest of the year, and then it's all about not about what happens at LSU next for me. It's what happens next for Coach Joe. I don't know. I, I hope he just finds love and and just really enjoys all that money. Oh, he he's just going to be sitting in a swamp somewhere. Uh, and just enjoying all that money. That's all. That's all he's going to be doing, and, and cheering on the Tigers. You, you know, he's still going to be doing that. Maybe buy a Raising Canes franchise. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Th- this uh, this is going to be an interesting game. Matt Corral may not play. Alan, he he is banged up. Uh, so you know LSU might be a live dog in this one. Uh, and. I do. I really like corn dogs. If I could get a fresh corn dog, like from Kennywood, that place by the p- potato patch, uh, I, I can't get enough of them. I only eat them probably once a year whenever I go to Kennywood. But well, man, are they good! Well, if you grew up either the child of a single parent, or you grew up in Southern California near hot dog on a stick at the mall, corn dogs are a great nutritious treat. So I don't understand why you'd make fun of someone for eating them or smelling like them. They're great. This game, if you're really into the future of the SEC, watch this one. There's be a lot of young <laughs> players because everybody's hurt for both teams. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Oklahoma State, Alan, an undefeated team uh, getting seven points on the road in Ames, Iowa. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, Oklahoma State coming off an upset win at Texas last week. Um, Iowa State, a team that was preseason ranked in the top 10, stumbled a little bit. Uh, now maybe getting their footing back. I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I'm surprised this line is this high, uh, which is maybe why I'm going to I'm gonna pick Iowa State because I, I have no idea why to justify the line at the number it is. I mean, it's a it's a lot of points, but I do think that there's something to be said for the respect everyone has for Matt Campbell and their home 
and it's an Oklahoma State team that's not super impressive, even though they're undefeated. So the fact that Iowa State also lost the game at home, but it was in a big rivalry team game against a team that was top three, um, there's just a lot of caveats you could make and, and, and justify it. Iowa State, though, has, I, I would say, underachieved. They lost a close one to Baylor, too, um, in a year where they, it was – Kind of the, theirs for the taking in the Big Twelve. Always, they've always been, you know, lurking as a as a potential uh, favorite. But they were almost the favorite, and it's over for them, um, pretty much. And now you have a new a, a new team uh, ascending in that in that weird ass conference that no one really cares about uh, outside of the Big Twelve, <laughs> and no one will care about pretty soon. And you have Oklahoma State here um, that really. When you're winning in the Big 12, unless you're winning the game that week, you people are going to go either way. And when a team is presented with an opportunity to really do something special, they always flop in that conference. It doesn't matter if you're Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State. That's just what you do. And everybody's predicting Oklahoma State to be the next. I don't know about the seven points for Iowa State, uh, but I definitely like them to win comfortably. And I'll take it. Yeah, a touchdown win over Oklahoma State at home. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, USC uh, seven point underdog at Notre Dame, uh, a rare night game at Notre Dame. Allen, uh, both these teams may be using two quarterback systems. So uh, that means to me, out of the four quarterbacks that could play in this game, there are none that are any good. Uh, just, uh, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to make of this. I don't see how, why Notre Dame would be, should be a seven point favorite over anybody at this point. Uh, maybe because they're at home, maybe that's why. Uh, but I, I think the Trojans will be able to keep this one close. I do. Um, yeah, this, this is a, you know, it's a fun rivalry game. It's always entertaining to CSC and Notre Dame. What are we on the, is it like the, isn't the 20, was it the 20 year? Not the twenty. It's got to be like seventeen years ago. How long ago was it? The push, the we, push. We push. were actually you were a freshman in college your first time around. <laughs> that was whenever that happened. Okay, so that's like sixteen <laughs> years ago. Yeah, six. We just hit the anniversary of that game. Uh, so that's maybe in the air. Uh, hopefully, it'll it'll spark something in SC going into this. Um, Notre Dame is not very explosive offensively. I think they're tough enough defensively to really shut down SC. Um, and what is Keaton Slovis banged up? Why? Why is he not just outright? Uh, well, he hasn't been doing that well. And their backup quarterback, uh, whose name escapes me right now, has you know he came in and he actually did decently well, uh, and then he got hurt. Uh, so it's uh, they're not. I guess they're not quite sure. And is there's a that, new coach. Uh, and our new coach, yes. Is it who's the which which backup quarterback are you talking about? It's not the, that Jackson Dart, is it? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's great name, ridiculous name for a quarterback. Um, I I mean, throw him into the fire against Notre Dame will be interesting to see if they do that. I'm taking Notre Dame the O to win. Uh, what what do we have this at seven? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll take Notre Dame with seven. I bet on them once and lost earlier this year, but I like it now, even though the all the numbers <laughs> crunchers, all the number crunchers. Look, I'm looking at PFF now. SC has a 51% chance to cover with Notre Dame only at 42% chance. So that's that's looking good for SC, but I just can't trust them. New coach and all. At least Notre Dame, you know how how boring but sometimes effective they could be, so I'll take them and the points. <laughs> what, a, what a great slogan for a team. Boring but effective. Yeah. Yeah, that's unlike Wisconsin. They're the, they're the same but opposite. Boring and ineffective. <laughs> and very boring. And Iowa, too. Two sides of the same coin. Well, Iowa's opportunistic, though. I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, the big one here, uh, if you look at the coaches poll, Clemson ranked 24th, Pitt ranked 23rd. Pitt right now looks like a three and a half point favorite across the board from what I'm seeing. Uh, th- this is just a monster game uh, for Pitt uh, with everything to gain if they could if they could win this one. Uh, you know, is the season over if they lose this game? No. You know, they're still in the driver's seat in the ACC Coastal Division. Uh, it's still odds-on favorite to win that division. But if you want to be looked at as a ne- as maybe going to the next level, if you want to be looked at as, as a program that could really make a run and, and show that you could beat some elite teams, and if you want to even be, dare I say, in the conversation for that college football playoff, at the end of the year, and not just an ACC title, you gotta win this game. You know, it, this is big for the city of Pittsburgh, big for the fan base. A lot of people coming out to see Pitt, they want to see him win. It's not good enough just to have the big game. You got to be in the big game, and you got to win it. You got to do it, and you got you also got to prove something here, Kenny Pickett. Go out there and do the damn thing you're confident you're feeling good now just go out there and have fun i fully expect him to do it and also i'm i think i'm gonna really subscribe to the notion that all you need is a great quarterback to win in the in the game of football anymore because if you're the clemson tigers and you recruit 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 amazingly at all these positions and all pit i mean pit has a lot going on obviously more than just kenny pickett but if pitt's quarterback is that much better than your quarterback you're about equal if not way better than Pitt and all the all the other position groups what that tells me is that that position is immensely important and if Pitt and Kenny Pickett go out there go out there shine and win I always look forward to the future too Pitt could become the new QBU of the ACC Vince if you're a quarterback why do you want to go play for Dabo where he's going to make you throw stupid bubble screens all game when you could come play for Pat Narduzzi who's going to let you just do whatever the hell you want you just make sure you run to the sidelines and ask Whipple first well <laughs> well you know I, I'll say you know Kenny Pickett you know, all, all these, you know, the past couple weeks, all we've heard about, oh, he's, he's this dark horse Heisman contender. Well, you know, yeah, to, to be a dark horse Heisman, to be a Heisman contender, you got to win. You got to be on a winning team. But, you know, all we're hearing about how good this Clemson defense is, and they are great. They're probably one of the top five defenses in the entire country. You know, they haven't let up more hardly 
any points this year, only only over 21 times. If you're Kenny Pickett and you go out there and you put up 30 or 40 on this team and get a win, people are going to start looking at you as the Heisman front runner. That that can happen if they win this game. It's not going to be easy, but if he comes out and really shows out this game, there's the sky's the limit for this kid. I mean, it's definitely a moment where Kenny Pickett could take the lead in the Heisman race with a decent game and a win. I don't even think he needs to throw for 300 and many touchdowns. If you go out there, throw for 250, 230, and a touchdown, no picks, some clutch plays, they're going to put him in that driver's seat uh, on the national conversation. It's not only about the Heisman, though. It's about Pitt maintaining that pace in the ACC. As Damn it, a legit ACC contender for the college football playoff. Are you kidding me? If Pitt wins this game, which I think they will because they have Kenny Pickett, I'm picking Pitt to win, Vince. Not going to give you my score quite yet, but I just, I know Pitt will win. I don't know how I'm going to react to it, though. Am I going <laughs> to. Am I going to just be puffing my chest? Am I going to be thinking playoff? Can I maintain a one game at a time mentality? I don't know what to do. Well, well, that's the, all the all this talk about playoffs. This is just noise to to me at this point because you know you got your your biggest tests in front of you still, and we we haven't seen the college football playoff rankings yet. You know, if Pitt still only has one loss by the in November, the first time that those playoff rankings come out, then I think we could start really legitimately talking about scenarios uh, that they could make it. I mean, it would be a miracle. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but they, they got to win this game this week. This is, this is just so important. And Alan, I, I think I'm with you. I think Pitt is going to win this game. Uh, you know, I just, I think Clemson's offense is going to have their best game of the season. I, I really do. I think that they are going to, uh, they're going to go all out to try to get, uh, some points on the board because they know, you know, this this uh, this pit D, the pit offense uh, is going to get some points. I think they are uh, not. You know, this isn't going to be a fifty point outing. I don't think, but I think they are going to slow down uh, Pitt's offense uh, as much as anybody has. Uh, so I do, and I do expect it to be a close game. Uh, I'm going to go with the final score of. I'm going to say it's going to be a, a 27-25 game. Oh, high scoring for Clemson then. You're, you're, you're calling it, and Pitt offense could do it. Uh, I'm not as confident in that. I think Pitt's going to edge him out, and I'm going to say Pitt wins 21-19. I don't like the oh. cover, but I like the win, and it's because I trust in the current student body. I've seen how rowdy they can get on the streets of Oakland, all they need to do is bring their asses over to Heinz Field. I know it's not as easy as going to a stadium on campus, but it's not that far. It's even closer now with your Ubers and your Jitneys, stuff we didn't have back when we are my first round at Pitt, Vince. Much easier to get around town, no excuses, and I think they're going to bring it. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere at Heinz Field, and it's going to be the Kenny Pickett show. It's going to be... Better than the Kenny Pickett radio show. It's going to be live, in your face, in color, the flowing hair, punching his ticket to New York City, hopefully, for a Heisman chance. <laughs> Somebody in Pittsburgh say something about getting fired up. That's what I'm talking about here. Kenny Pickett announcing to the whole world that he's going to New York City to that downtown athletic club. 
to get that big trophy. My my only question uh, though is also: Do I need to start watching Western Michigan games to root for them to win the MAC? Is that That's possible? Why I, I I feel if we are in that in that position come November, we'll start talking about that. Okay, so not quite yet. I don't care that they're playing. Uh, who the hell do they even play this week? Uh, they're off. It looks like I don't think they even. <laughs> oh, they do. They play at Toledo. Come on, let's go Broncos. They're five and two, second in the MAC. We got a chance. They scored 64 last week on Kent State. Oh, jeez. Lost to Ball State, though, two weeks ago. Got no. Yeah, that was not a good one. Uh, but we don't care about that yet. It's Pitt Clemson. Pitt is in it. Damn it. Who would have thunk it, Vince? Here we are. Who would have thunk it? I'd be watching the biggest Pitt game in the history of Heinz Field. In the ACC, at least. In Italy, but I'm going to be watching it late at night, screaming. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the wine during the game. I don't know. Maybe that'll be too mellow. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but I'm going to be rowdy. I'm going to be living it up. I'll be in Venice during that one. In Rome now, I'll be in Venice for Pitt Clemson this weekend. Wow. You're going to be watching on a gondola. I'm going to be watching on a gondola in a uh, uh, blue and gold uh, striped gondola guy shirt. (laughs) gondola guys gondoliers the, the gondoliers and uh yeah it's gonna be a beautiful thing hopefully maybe i'll jump into that mosquito infested water after we win big cannonball with a big hip hip hooray <laughs> oh my god that'd be too dangerous probably not either way i'm gonna be doing something crazy if we win this game if you do that i'll go i'll go jump in the mon after the game <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Just thinking about it still where we were just a few weeks ago. And now literally the, big, well, the biggest well, that's, game possible. Well, that's the thing. It can, this team live up to the pressure. You know, there is a tremendous amount of pressure to win this game. Clemson's been there before. We have not. We need to, we need to rise to the occasion somehow. How many times has there big, been big home games and, and just, we come out and lay, just land flat on our face. I feel like this is a different pit team, though. It feels different. It feel. I know we've probably said that before, but it feels different. There's a lot of offense. There's some big plays on defense. We got to see it this Saturday. No, yeah, from past years, it feels different, but also it feels different from a few weeks ago and that loss. And I know it's probably being said on the fan and other sports talk, but that loss might end up being a great thing for this particular team because maybe it woke them up and man, hopefully they're thinking about it uh, when they're lined up across from Dabo's team this weekend, because they're lined up against the most sought after players in in a lot of the cases in the country. And they're going up against them in a, in the biggest game, any of the players uh, on the current Pitt Panther team have ever played in minus uh, Kenny Pickett and a couple other guys. Uh, this is uh, going to be special, and hopefully all of you enjoy it because I know I'm going to, and it's going to be a pit win, and then we'll figure out how to react to it afterwards because I don't, I really don't know what, what I, what's going to happen. This show with a win next week will be very interesting. With a loss, uh, hopefully if it's a close, if it's a close, now if it's a loss, I'm going to be very mad, and it's going to be a lot like other shows where we came off losses like that. So I'm not even going to think that way. Well, well, if they do win, I'm going to grab myself a couple Gabe Hoy icy lights 
and and and, and celebrate. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. You can follow us at H2P Show on Twitter and uh, react to the game there. Tweet at us. Uh, DMs open, and uh, we'll chat pit online there on the Pitternet. Of course, we're lurking there on Panther Lair, on Reddit, and uh, talking pit with you. But thanks for subscribing to the show. Thanks for jumping back on the bandwagon. If you jumped off earlier, we understand. We welcome you back, and let's get it done against Clemson, everybody. It's going to take not only an effort on the field, but in the stands if you're going to the game and at home with all the positive vibes you could give the team do what you can to help the Pitt Panthers defeat the Clemson Tigers and we'll put it on a t-shirt and of course we'll all hail Kenny Pickett afterwards and uh, put the statue out in front of him uh, he'll be the first statue they make in front of the stadium they build on campus one day because of this win (laughs) he might be right Alan (laughs) <laughs> okay, that does it for us. Uh, Vince, you got anything left? Oh, just please win and hail to pit. <laughs> please win. Please, per favore, as they would say here in Italy. Thanks again, everybody. Hail to pit. See you next week. Today.